32 counties in Ireland, there's Longford West, Meeting, Roscommon, how's it going, how are ye keeping, and you are very welcome to Tura-Lura-Lura, sorry there's a bit of interference there, Tura-Lura, the fantastic podcast where we explore folk songs, we being Christian Dugstad in Osley City, Kid and Joshua Lachlan here in County Clare in the Banner County in Ireland. How are you keeping and are you well? And you're very welcome to our halfway house in our first year of Tora Laura. Hello, Christian. <laughs> How's it going? What's How the crack? <sighs> Sorry, Can you uh, believe a it? lot of words to get out there. Yeah. You're you're filled with words. You've been in the country of Denmark where they speak like they have a spud in their throat <laughs> and you've barely been able to 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 get them to understand your mother tongue. People don't even know that Ireland is its own country in Denmark yeah. from what you're telling me. Yeah, I had a few issues in the airport. The airport staff seemed to think I was going to the UK for some reason. And seemed to be trying to convince me that I was going to the UK, which was really interesting altogether. I'm not going to the UK. Yes, you are. <laughs> Where yes, are you going? To Dublin. Yes, the UK. <laughs> oh, don't uh, get me started. We'll be here all day. Yeah, yeah. We've already spent too much time, more time than we actually have discussing this before we pressed record. So <laughs> we, we better leave it at that because it's uh, it's bound to rally the the masses if we keep talking about it. Bound for Caledonia. <laughs> bound for Dublin in the UK. Dublinia. <laughs> Isn't that sort of a tourist attraction thing? Yeah, I don't exactly know exactly what it is, but there's a big sign over Christchurch, you know, the arch that yeah, goes over yeah. the roadway there. Yeah. And it's to do with ancient Dublin. It's actually Dublin's, what is it? How did they describe it? Dublin's Norse history or Dublin's Norse past. Dublinia is like this tour you can do apparently of the Viking side of Dublin. Yeah, I know Kelly is gonna gonna be very excited that we're talking about because she texted us or or DM'd us uh, <laughs> uh, uh Instagram post of um one of the main characters in Vikings starting a podcast about Vikings, <laughs> so I think she's uh, very excitable when it comes to the Vikings. So if if you're in Dublin, Kelly, go to Dublinia. A thing that I've not to completely derail here from from the get go, but a thing that I've never completely understood is is why, um, like the relation between, uh, the Vikings and the name Dublin and the Irish language, because the Irish name for Dublin is Balia Aclia, uh, mm-hmm. which means that, like the city at the ford or something of at the crossing of the ford, yeah, something like that, yeah. But then Dublin was the Viking name for for Dublin. Dublin, but it's in Irish, and I don't un- understand that Dublin, the Black Pool, because of of the, the 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 Black Pool in Dublin. But why did they name it? Like, why did it need a second name in Irish? Uh, I think it's the it's the whole Viking integration thing. Like, wasn't that where the Vikings first started? integrating and settling with the locals well probably and i don't know exactly when the name dublin and it's probably just a short google search away but i have yeah. i've read quite a lot about uh vikings can in, imagine in, in, in <laughs> ireland and vikings in dublin and it's it's fascinating history but i've never actually researched that bit but i have wondered a little bit about it yeah. there's um there's actually a part in like um a part of uh, of dublin in stony batter uh, that's called Oxman Town, which comes from um Oust which means homestead of uh of the the Eastmen, which is mm-hmm. what the Vikings called themselves the Eastmen. And yeah. uh the bus stop in in um, in Irish is called Balia uh, and or something. Mm-hmm. Yep, Lachlanstown. Yeah. Which yeah. is brilliant. Which is yeah. In case any of you didn't know, folks, my surname is O'Loughlin, which means of the Vikings. Lachlan was the name. So the Vikings called themselves the Eastmen, but the Irish locals called them the, the Lake People, the people of the lake. 
Lynn na Lucha, or Lachlan. And that became Lachlan over the years, or O'Lachlan, which means from Lachlan, or um, just Lachlan, or what else do we have? McLachlan, son yeah. of son of Viking. Um, all of that shit. The McLachlan thing actually would have come from the integration that I mentioned a minute ago. So it was very much... McLaughlin was they were very much Irish community, but with first generation Viking on one side of their parents. Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating. There and there's there's a lot of, of really interesting history there if if you go into it and you read about um uh the Uimar uh dynasty. Um there's an Irish band called well Irish Irish Scottish band called Emar, uh, mm-hmm. and Emar is actually a Gael, uh, um version of the Norwegian or Norse name Ivar. So that would have traditionally that would be a Shavud M, as in Iwar, mm-hmm. and then uh, through the years that that H after the M, which turns it into a V, has disappeared and it's become Emar. This sounds very like mother folklore. <laughs> but this is just me researching stuff in in search of band names and fascinating things to write songs about and there we turned it back around into folk songs what's that about folk songs do we talk about folk songs here that is exactly what we do we are the podcast to talk about folk songs and we talk about folk songs from the celtic tradition and beyond everything and anything that we find fascinating from the folk music world is our are on our table is on the menu um if it's in the the book we'll sign it (laughs) exactly and um you can reach us you can reach us on uh, turalura podcast at gmail.com that's our email address two o's in tura two o's in lura one o in podcast just in case you didn't know (laughs) <laughs> and then there is uh, Instagram at Turalura Podcast and there is Facebook. Just search for Turalura and you will find us. Um, and like you said, Josh, this is a little bit of a of a pit stop. It's um, it's our halfway house. It's uh, it's a breather. Just a little check in. Yeah, check in because we realized just earlier that. Uh, We've actually published 27 uh, episodes. Uh, For those of you that don't know us, that, that's quite good. <laughs> quite, quite, quite good. That, that is... I'm not, I'm not going to say that I, I didn't think we were able to do it, but it's still quite an achievement considering the fact that, that you've, uh, you've been away and I've been refurbishing a, an apartment and there's college and there's work and there's everything on top of generally we just being extremely um, good at uh, procrastinating procrastinating mm-hmm. and just not doing the things that we if you ever need a keen procrastinator I'm your man <laughs> have to point that out but we're we're here and we we've done it. We, I'm I'm not going to say that we've done everything in style, but that is sort of what this episode is about. We thought that this is a good point now that we've done we've done twenty seven weeks of episodes, uh, and uh, we've we're halfway to actually publishing a full year of podcasts with which is absolutely ridiculous in my opinion, in a good way. It's a good point to, to check in, look at what we have done, uh, what we haven't done that we wish we'd, we'd done and that we can do in the future, where we are right now, what, what we dream of doing. and uh, Hopes and dreams. Our hopes and dreams. That's what I said before we started recording. <laughs> Our hopes yeah. and dreams for the future, and then yeah. ask you for your opinions, and mm-hmm. and we can we can do that for like as a finish. Yeah. We want to improve on our design. And, yeah, uh, yeah. No, there's definitely a lot of things that we wanted to do that we haven't done or haven't had the chance to do as of yet, and uh, a lot of notions and ideas that we've had over the last couple of months that we would like to bring into play in the time to come. And the so key part of that sentence being as of yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I just thought, Josh, um, 
why not just go into that? I have my phone handy here and I have my Spotify. Are, uh, are we going to review in our own episodes here? We're we're not going to go into reviewing every single episode, but why not just just uh, throw a glance at the past <laughs> and see what we've actually done? Well, so we <laughs> things, that, things that work and things that don't. Yeah, like thirteenth of March. I think that was a Saturday. Uh, well, a Sunday morning. I was sitting. I was sitting um, at home uh, in the old apartment in the um, living room on the kitchen table and I edited uh, the episode that is called What's the Crack with Tour Lura? And mm-hmm. I was figuring out the whole thing about Red Circle, how to publish podcast episodes and everything. And I was drinking um, a, a Bulmer's um, or a Magnus or, or something cider. And I remember... I remember sitting there into the into the wee hours and and finally getting that episode up and it felt like it felt like um a, a huge achievement and that episode is altogether let's see how long is it 20 something minutes 22 minutes of heavily heavily edited stuff like every sentence has something cut out of it yeah yeah i remember those days myself oh nowadays we don't give a fake well we do but we don't but we do (laughs) and then and then we waited for a few days and uh on the following wednesday i believe we had our launch which until last week uh, was only available available on the Facebook, but now is actually up. And it is that was, that was actually also a good thing to do as as part of our halfway house sort of mm-hmm. pit stop breather to just get that up there so people can actually hear the start the starting points. But then uploaded the, from the back of a van somewhere around the vicinity of Alborg in Denmark, <laughs> just to give it a bit of novelty there. The great city of Alborg. <laughs> that is me. Butchering a Danish, um, Danish accent or uh, well, Danish, it's a language, I guess. Uh, but then we started, we started doing what what was actually the intention, and we started publishing episodes on on different songs, and and we started off with Johnny Jump Up. We did Seventeen Come Sunday, Foggy You for Easter, our uh, our Easter Rising special, and then we finally hit the Sea Shanty special with the Finns, which was actually a great like a monumental point for us because mm-hmm. that is um i believe i could check but i believe it's it might still be our most uh heard episode mm-hmm. most downloads but it's also where we got some of our most dedicated fans <laughs> <laughs> easily absolutely they all came from came from kieran and Bowie. yeah <laughs> so direct so that, descendants yeah and and I think that's a key point too. We have more guest episodes um, closer to 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 the to now, but mm-hmm. that what I like what we definitely want to do. At least I think we do, Christian, is have regular guest episodes. Like, and even if yeah. it's not like an interview of a guest, to have a guest on talking about a song with us, and like what we did with Billy when we had Easy and Slow, and we had Billy Tracy on to talk yeah. to us about it. Like, we want to get as many guests as we can, even, like, to get to a point where we have a regular skelp of guests coming in and saying hello and doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because the, for- guests, the guests are great for uh, garnering interest and getting a following and different perspectives. You don't want to hear a Norwegian and a Clareman fucking yammering on all the time. Yeah, there there are so many good things about guests, and I think that's that's an important one. To li- like even as much as you might love us and find us hilarious and entertaining, I mean, we're talking about the the I world. Mean we are legends. <laughs> yeah, but but still, we are only two people, and uh, we cannot proclaim to be the absolute truth of folk music at all times so it's good to invite some other at any time <laughs> <laughs> i never claim to be the absolute truth of anything <laughs> uh, 
I th- but I think we have we-, we have friends on certain websites there that help us along the way. We should give a little shout out to some of those websites too, Christian. That yes, if anyone wanted should. to do their own research, there are some great websites. Like our good friend there at Wikipedia. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> but Wikipedia has helped us through many's a uh, tough old day. But there's a few great websites. Um, we have IrishMusicDaily.com. Yes. Um, Mudcat is always mm. a good one. Mudcat's a strange one because that's a forum. Um, yeah. So so don't like it's it's not like it's uh, it, there are articles about every song, but but it's even the more interesting because of that because. Mm-hmm. If you read, if you skim through the the posts on some on some songs, there you find some absolute gold nuggets. Can I uh, invite you to think about when we did our Wild Mountain Time episode, and while <laughs> we were recording, we, we we googled a bit, and we ended up on a Mudcat thread, and we found that story about. Uh, <laughs> about John Lennon the, playing the pipes Yeah, McPeak One of the McPeaks Teaching John Lennon Illum pipes And then him just Exploring other avenues Like Eastern music And deciding to just Give his Illum pipes away <laughs> So he ordered a set And then It's like Sure, thanks But no thanks Fucking great stories All the same <laughs> Like You could find anything on Mudcat It's actually yeah. hilarious but there is like if you do if you are interested in where we do our research, it's places like that, and a big one for me in the beginning that I hadn't really explored before, and that was after coming through a master's in music, was the the road index. Yeah, the road index of folk songs, which is uh, Christian actually knows more about it than I do, but it's a really great resource for old folk songs and old folk music, and it includes old uh, photocopies and manuscripts and names, and it's it's just really interesting. What's the story with that, Christian? Uh, let me uh, find our, our good friend uh, Wikipedia that can <laughs> give us a, a bit more of a um, like a more precise description. But it's like you said, it's um, it's um, an index of folk songs that uh, was created by. And here we go. Air. I found the article. The Raud Folk Song Index is a database of around 250,000 references to nearly 25,000 songs collected from oral tradition in the English language from all over the world. Um, and it is compiled by Steve Raud, mm-hmm. hence the name, born in that 1949, was- a former librarian from London Borough of Croydon. 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 That is the same place where Ralph McTell is from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interestingly enough, something I fucking love about the Route Index is something that we talked about in earlier episodes and we never really went into depth on yet, but probably will over episodes to come, is how you could have a hundred songs and they could all relate back to that one song. Yeah. And they might be completely different songs, like, different lyrics different melody different this different that but there's elements of that one original song in all of them and that's the whole thing that i read about i did a lot of research on kind of the oxford university websites and all of that when we first started the podcast and you find a lot of places where they talk about that and the origins of songs and what i like about the route index is it gives as many different versions of every song as it can possibly find like, for example, As I Roved Out, I'm sure there's probably fucking hundreds of As I Roved Outs in the route index. Yeah, yeah. Know? It's just kind of interesting. It is, it is. And and it's not like every um, every indexation in the route index has uh, loads of information necessarily, but it's like every time a song pops up in history, it's, uh, it's in indexated in the route index and and you can find references uh to to where it was published and and uh like you said Josh it's it's easy to follow the trail and if anyone's interested in finding the route index it could be a bit of a um a rabbit hole to to dive down and it's a little bit hard to find actually because it's on the uh how do you even say that name Josh Vaughn Vaughn yeah Vaughan William Memorial Library website. Mm-hmm. So that's where you go if you want to dive down the Raud uh, Folk Song Index. And it's 
it's really great. There are more indexes as, as well, and, uh, and collections a, and like, yeah. There's so a Baudelaire index. There, there's yeah. there's a few different indexes and a good place. And one of my favorite websites, um, not necessarily for for factual information, but it it just collects quotes from loads of different performers that have had have made made versions of certain songs is mainly Norfolk. Mm-hmm. That was going to be my next mention. Yeah. <laughs> Great site. And on top of, if you find the song on top of the, the page, it all always have the indexation number for the song in loads of different uh, indexes, folk song yeah. indexes. And it's great. And re- recordings and artists that would have yeah. played them and sleeve notes from CDs. Yes. And Lyrics and, great place. and everything. And mm-hmm. it, a good tip if anyone actually wants to to research songs is to be um be a little bit stubborn because uh, if you don't find a song at first mm-hmm. uh one uh one common reason like it might not be there at all uh but uh very often surprisingly often it's because the song has maybe 10 different titles yeah. and you need to actually find the correct title for example uh 17 come sunday is a song that has many titles and um the the hikings which is one of the more famous ballad bands in in ireland uh, has a version of that song which would be very famous um but they call it As I Roved Out, as mm-hmm. many other songs are called. So, And it would also be known as the night visiting song in other exactly. situations. So, so you need to actually do be, do a little bit of detective work to, to yeah. find the correct... Which is part of the charm of it all, Christian. Yeah. It's something yeah. I like about the, doing this podcast because, like, years ago, if we were talking about songs and we wanted to find info, we could look something up and we go, oh, there's no available info. Grand. But now when we when we tried to pick a song, like, okay, so we were gigging a few years ago and we'd try and explain what a song is, but there's nothing to explain, so you just play the fucking song. But nowadays we're like, okay, we're doing this episode, we have to talk about this song for an hour. What the fuck can we find? And then you have to go looking, and the further down into the rabbit holes you go, the more interesting stuff you find. Yeah, so. and it's so like if you use Mudcat, for example, we we often use all of these sites, and then you find a nugget of information yeah. on Mudcat, and you use that to find the correct article on some other page. But on yeah. Mudcat, you 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 could very well stumble upon a post of someone saying, uh, asking, so Johnny Jump Up, who actually was this Tig Jordan, and then someone saying, well, Tig was actually my grandfather, uh, <laughs> and he lived in in Colonel. Street in uh, la di da di da yeah. and then like we've actually found posts like, like that and the story about John Lennon again like <laughs> it could only be told I think that but, might but, be one of Christian's highlights of yeah. the pod so far oh that was absolutely yeah just fantastic <laughs> but yeah yeah like th- folks if you ever think that there's no info about a song I promise you there is go and find some stories even if you have no like circum, if it's all circumstantial and you have no stout hard evidence you will find things to talk about for an hour long podcast I promise yeah. you that <laughs> and <laughs> if you think that you don't have enough to talk about just just trust us if you if, you, if you're just having just keep talking and hope just for the keep, best yeah fake it till you make it and just talk shite like <laughs> absolutely we wouldn't be good at that though we don't talk shite yeah no we we, we stay strictly to the to the to the main points of of conversation in the songs. Question, oh, we, Christian. What? Question for you. Yeah, go on. What is your favorite scene setting so far? Oh, of mine or of yours or in general, of all? Overall. <sighs> Let me do a quick scroll down. Okay, so we did just first of all, like we did scene settings uh, for a long time, and we're certainly not done with doing scene settings. It's it's the small audio drama or sketches or or whatever you want to call it that we put in the beginning after all mm-hmm. of the the intro stuff and the housekeeping, um, and we've we've done fewer for the last few episodes for just for practical reasons, but um, it's it's a fun thing that we. We decided on doing I used to really enjoy like as I was delving into studying sound design, just getting into like sound effects and like yeah. mixing things together. But 
it's good yeah. fun. So, like, can I just do a quick run through? Um, John, you jump up. I did the 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 pseudo scientific testing of uh, whether or not it actually worked. If you put a half a shot of whiskey in every glass of Christian attempting to get drunk in his living room with yes. Norwegians staring at him, and then seventeen comes Sunday. You you did a little bit of an audio drama dramatizing the the uh, the night visiting of of that song. <laughs> Uh, the Foggy Dew, I did a strangely uh, sentimental sort of uh, depiction of the Easter Rising. Uh, <laughs> and of course, the pipes came out. Yeah. Of course. Uh, sea Shanties, we didn't have one there. Finnegan's Wake, uh, that was actually the first one I ever wrote. I wrote mm-hmm. that. You maybe- actually kind of laid down the ground rules for the original scene settings because... When we discussed doing scene settings, you actually called me and read that scene setting to me. Yeah, and that must have been uh, easily just after after New Year's sometime, mm-hmm. like, like probably in January. Yeah, uh, yeah, Finnegan's Wake. I I sort of yeah just dramatized the setting of Finnegan's Wake of in the living room, his wake and and him waking to back to uh, coming back to life, and then the Irish Rover. Um, which was the origin story of the Irish Rover, sort of, because the Irish Rover is one of the songs where we actually don't know who wrote it. We yeah. have no proof of where it comes from or exactly how old it is. And yet we made an episode out of it. <laughs> we certainly did. And then Wild Mountain Time. I think I just created like a summer poem. Yeah, you read a poem to me. Well, I I I was, wrote the poem, but yeah, it was uh. It was very uh, artistic. <laughs> um, sick note, you created a sick note. We actually became actors in that one, Christian. Yeah. The two of us did a bit of a drama of our own at the beginning of the episode. Did we? Yeah, I didn't show up, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then hard times come again no more. How was that again? Um, that was I, all of the all of the terrible things around the world. <laughs> I did a little, yeah, a little snapshot of some uh, bad things that happened throughout history. Yeah, and little uh, little news snippets and radio bulletins all being thrown together, and then we had the lovely Mick Martin playing a slow air version of Hard Times on the yeah. pipes, while I uh, read Ooh. a poem, and it was it was quite nice. That was that was very artistic and very. <laughs> Dark or not dark, but melancholic. Mm, um, I was a fan of that one. Yeah, no, it, I, ma- it w- I made that one in a garage in the north of Ireland in the woods. <laughs> As you do. Just then to we be had random a, about it. <laughs> a drinking song special with no scene setting. Then we had long ago and far away, uh, which is basically just one long scene setting. Uh, <laughs> or yeah, true. Um, bit of a mini documentary Lord of the Dance which was absolutely hilarious <laughs> dancing on the radio which is the thing that we we just we started talking about that in the episode or was it before the episode just the concept of that is is absolutely hilarious and you made a priceless scene setting out of it um the rare old times that was uh, that was you being uh, <laughs> a handful of different uh, Dublin stereotypes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, gave, I gave you a few little snapshots of Dublin. I actually intended for that one to be a lot longer, but I can't remember what pressure I was under, but I was under some pressure for some reason. To be and, uh, for an apple. I was supposed to finish it and I never did, so I just put it up anyway. Oh, no, that's, that, that one was brilliant, uh, in my it opinion. Was, Here he is. Ah, Jesus, welcome to Dublin. Huh? <laughs> the place where dreams go to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry to to all my all my good friends. For a pal, yeah? <laughs> Working of uh, on a building was a a live, um, and then Liston Bar- Varna. Liston Varna, I think we stepped aside from the scene settings for that one because the whole song itself kind of is a scene setting. Yeah. We kind of geared more towards the lyrics. I'm I'm just gonna pull it up here. Yeah, I think you're right. 
there's no scene setting in that one but it is sort of a our whole like the whole episode was just so much fun to do because we were just talking about fucking festivals and stuff i think that was the episode where we dived into or created the fecal debacle the whole fecal gates there was a whole thing there yeah (laughs) fecal 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 lanigan's ball that was my little... That was uh, actually... I think that was the one that made me laugh the most. <laughs> and I... You you will not believe this. I I was in... I was in uh, my... Um, uh, my my uh, girlfriend's uh, summer house on the island of the south co- coast of uh, Norway. And we, I was up in... Um, like on the second floor of this tiny... Uh, ancient house uh and i was i was shout i i had put my field recorder on the bed and i was standing there jumping up and down and saying i stepped in i stepped out again you step in now you step out again and i had closed the window but when i came down they were like what the fuck were you doing up there because they were out working in the garden and then just heard me shouting stepping in stepping out and stepping in from from uh, it gets there. interesting when you're under lockdown or whatever and you're on your own in your house trying to do sound design yeah. like I remember when I was doing an assignment for my sound design course and I was asked to make these uh, underwater Atlantean army characters and my brother was sitting in the corner of the room like talking to his girlfriend on the phone and I just put on the microphone and I was like we cannot let the surface people find us <laughs> <laughs> and my brother just looked up from his phone and said what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just talking like a fucking underwater orc into the oh microphone. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> no, but after that, uh, we did Easy and Slow with uh, Billy and had no scene setting. And then Bound for Caledonia, we actually played uh, Bound for Caledonia from from our album, the box. That's Gang. right, folks. We have an album. <laughs> we certainly do. And then. Um, then we had our Belfast Mountains episode uh, where we played your version, your lovely version of Belfast Mountains. And after that, I don't know if we've had a proper scene setting because there was the Scotland the Brave with Nikolai and then we had our Burns Night throwback to before the podcast actually started. Yeah. And we had When You Were Sweet 16 and then the Molly Sessions. Like you could technically call what I did a bit of a scene setting, but but then again, yeah. there wasn't much uh, there wasn't much uh, preparation put into it. And then Bold Tady Quill with our good friend Rory Costello, and then our launch night throwback St Patrick's Day twenty twenty one, starting off the Jesus, the second half done, of it. We've done more than I thought. Yeah, no, it's it's a good few. But you asked me what my favorite scene setting was and I would be a bit of a douche if I suggested one of my own so I'm gonna go with um definitely uh, dancing on the radio lord of the dance <laughs> like they're all they're all good uh some of them are heartbreaking and some of them are hilarious but lord of the dance is the one where uh <laughs> where I I I was absolutely shitting my my uh, my pants from from laughing. Come in, Mary. Me all McMacaco is out of retirement, and yeah. you just hear the footsteps. Holy shit! You're joking me. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my favorite one is actually the Lanigan's Ball one. I have to say, really, because it was the one that had me in absolute knots. Step in again. Step out again. Step in again. Step out again. Oh. It's it's good fun, like when we do them. They take an awful lot of time, a they lot really longer do. than really than do. you'd think. But <laughs> it adds several hours of work to the fucking editing of an episode. Yeah, but it's so much fun. The one, yeah. if if we if we do like a part B to this, um, and say what's what's your favorite, uh, that you've done yourself? Like, what was the most fun? Where where were you most pleased with the result? I can go first if you want to. Yeah. Uh, the Irish Rover easily because I I thought that the 
I thought that my idea was so good at at the time. And I know that most people probably wouldn't have gotten the Easter egg thing. But if you if you get the punchline, then it, I think it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. In my on, own honest opinion, the whole Paddy Losty thing. I don't know. Have, have people actually heard Paddy Losty? I can stick it in the episode. I'm, I'm going to find it here on YouTube and then I'm going to... Yeah, he's a very niche kind of a thing in Ireland, I think. Not not even everyone in Ireland knows about Paddy Losty. It it's it's a thing that there's a recording of an old uh, Dublin pint man. The concept of a pint man would be like uh, you know the the old lads that go into the pub and they sit there and they sit there through the day and they just they're they're sitting there and drinking pints and there's a recording an interview i don't know like there was originally a video but i never saw the video but others i know have seen the video but the video has since been taken down yeah no here here it is anyway here it is and i wouldn't be fond of drinking but when i go at it i do go at it awful and very hard i do have 45 pints in, in about two hours I'd have a packet of crips then and maybe an old packet of uh, peanuts. And I'd go for probably, and I'd have 10 more anyway. And then I'd get up the following morning and morning I'd have the fry on. And I'd go ahead again. And there'd be no fucking stuff me. I'd take the shot of any man's back. Bastards. <laughs> so you based your whole concept for that scene setting kind of off of Paddy Losty. Yeah, well, I... We had already done the episode, actually, when this is a dirty secret of Tour Lura, that very often we, we actually, we pretend that we're, we're setting the scene as we're there, but the scene settings are very often recorded uh, post-episode. And <laughs> if, stuck if it in. wasn't obvious to the listeners. Yeah, <laughs> but but we had already talked about how the Irish Rover uh feels like just a complete like drunken bullshit story and your man saying that he can he can have about 45 pints in about two hours that sound like some of the people that i grew up with that that told some of the most ridiculous lies so i i just i instantly connected paddy losty and the story of the irish rover and thought it would be the man that that tells you that he can drink 45 pints in two hours is is likely to also say that uh, he he was the lone survivor of a of a sea voyage uh, 200 years ago that that had bales of nanny goats tails and, <laughs> and all of that jazz. Bones. yeah but over to you josh what's what's your own favorite production my own favorite production it's it's hard to say like because i've become fussy I think a little bit with what I've been studying and stuff and I don't feel that I've put 100% into any of them but at the same time I'm really happy with a few of them and I like um, I like the concept and the idea and how I brought it all together in Hard Times Come Again No More yeah absolutely I think that's that's the one for me especially where I did it and how I did it and I had to actually physically go searching for like old radio bulletins and I didn't know what ones I was going to use I didn't know specific things I just wanted things that were slightly obvious in terms of hard times and uh, I think I found a few good ones I I literally, I was in a rush as well so I just kind of took some of the most obvious ones and kind of scrolled through news bulletins and radio thingies and took some things from speeches I think I have a bit of Martin Luther King in there I have loads of outtakes as well that I never even put in and uh threw them in there and I actually kind of added my own little touch to it as well because I got some little drones and background stuff going on behind yeah. yeah. and I was using synthesizers and stuff and it was my first time kind of experimenting with synthesizers so I actually enjoyed doing that yeah that's and, that's uh, yeah that's cool yeah and then <laughs> I had that done and I was like there could be more to this what else could I do and Michael was in the room practicing his pipes and I just knocked on the door and said, Michael, will you come out here for a minute, please? <laughs> and he said, what's wrong? And I said, will you play Hard Times Coming In No More on the pipes, please? And he said, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and that's that's where Mick Martin playing the pipes came into play. And then I was like, these pipes are lovely. I should read a poem over them. <laughs> and then I looked up a poem. I was like, what poems are about hard times getting better? And I found that really nice poem, 
which at this particular moment I can't remember but I'm going to look it up right now because I actually did my research to make sure it was in the public domain you know yeah yeah at the time because we all know the crack with Christian and Tono and all of that <laughs> um, here we go hard times coming in no more what's uh, where is it oh yeah the poem from the scene setting is Don't Quit by John Greenleaf Whittier and the reference is yourdailypoem.com <laughs> oh um, yeah Oh no, it actually says Keep Going by Edgar Guest. So it's automatically contradicting itself. See, I found a mistake in my own fucking scene setting. <laughs> no fear. Keep Going by Edgar Guest. Published in the Detroit Free Press, March 4th, 1921. This poem is now in the public domain. No fear. But it's a lovely, nice little heartwarming poem about not giving up in the face of adversity. Yeah. I thought it suited the song well. Yeah, that's pretty. The one I really wanted to use was If by Rudyard Kipling, which is probably one of my favourite poems of all time. But I don't think that it was in the public domain. We're talking nonsense to the people to the people out in the world here now, <laughs> talking about the public domain and copyrights and, and yeah. all of that. But that's that's what you signed up for when you asked me to be a part of this. Uh, <laughs> when you asked someone that works in um in a public rights organization. So yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's poem, on you poems and pipes and slow airs and hard times and news clippings and fucking I like that one synthesizers yeah it was no, a little bit of, there was a little bit of everything in there yeah I, I like it I, I like it a lot it's, and it worked <laughs> it, it certainly did and I think that's like the the craft of making the scene settings is is very often something that you appreciate a lot when you're actually making it yourself that's yeah. another thing with the Irish Rover one I was super pleased with how I how I I did both the bartender and myself having a conversation <laughs> playing both and yeah. I panned myself to what and then I automated how uh, his footsteps were were panned as he walked away <laughs> from myself and I love how again everyone out there listening is like what the fuck <laughs> yeah you're making you're making a good point so so let's uh, <laughs> swiftly move on i think that we can promise people probably that we're gonna do um some sort of a scene setting special closer yeah. to christmas mm-hmm. or something yeah absolutely. Uh, where, where we actually pick out a few of our favorite scene settings and tell the backstories and <laughs> and, and that sounds like a good plan to me yeah. and we should do more like we should do do a lot more scene settings i think we've come to the agreement with in terms of scene settings that it should be about quality and not quantity and it does take a lot of time and we have a lot of things going on so when we can we do and otherwise we just kind of plow on yeah i t- yeah that's uh, i think we've landed on a good on a good um yeah. place what i'd like there. to see is suggestions like for different ways of doing scene settings or different ideas or notions that anyone out there might have that might want to write in yeah and tell us how would you like to have scene settings done or would you like more like radio dramas or would you like more poems from christian <laughs> or uh or i don't know everything and anything like i think the concept of the scene setting is very open and it could literally be anything like at this point we've done we've done several audio dramas we've done poetry things uh we've done pure musical renditions of songs uh we've done like the first we ever had live was literally me doing uh a joke of an experiment so it can literally be anything and hopefully when we're able to 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 spend time together in person again we we can do some some fun stuff scene setting wise live in real life (laughs) like if we're ever at festivals or that sort of stuff obviously like it's it's gonna it's gonna take other shapes and forms but if you have ideas yes send us in messages and i think that's a good place to um, to 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 go as well like we always ask for your opinions and your thoughts and some of you send us in messages uh quite often and we appreciate that so much but if you have any we really want to we're begging you here 
if you have any ideas or thoughts on what we should do more of or less of or um or or guests that you want to hear on then absolutely then help um, us to because we're we're half uh, a half year into this and it's a good spot now for you to you as our audience tell us what it takes for you to to keep enjoying this stuff yeah what works and what doesn't and like yeah i lost my train of thought there but what i was gonna say was um yeah we'd really like to know like the places where we could improve we've actually taken account was what i was gonna say of all the things you've already said to us and all your suggestions and notions and we are keeping them all locked in a vault here in our brains and we have ideas and notions of our own as well that we're going to use moving forward. Yeah. Like, we can say for sure that we're going to have more guests on and we're probably going to keep the formula uh, and and have most of our episodes be be based around a specific specific song but yeah. is there anything you want to see like do you do you want to see more lives do you w- want to see more uh more guests hopefully mm-hmm. you you want we already to see had more the guests. suggestion there from a few people about more music as yes well. yes do, which we more, would like to do again it comes down to copyright things but in general we would like to get performances of songs yeah kind of included and there were great suggestions from Kelly and a few others as well in terms of creating playlists of our favourite versions of the songs that we talk about. And Kelly actually offered to help us out with that and get involved. So we are also very happy and you're all welcome to get involved any way you want Yes, to. please. Give us your favourite versions of these songs. Make your own playlists and share them with us and we'll share them with the world. Or or the 10 people that are listening. <laughs> yeah. And um, other things like, do we, I, I have a feeling that most of the people listening are um, very uh, dedicated to Irish music, Celtic music, the Irish Celtic uh, w- world. Uh, but if you have uh, ideas and, and thoughts on, on other uh cultures or other traditions to to pick songs from or yeah. or just pure uh suggestions for specific songs then then give them to us as well because we we have said from the get-go josh and, and myself that even though most of the things we're doing is gonna be based around what we're what we're doing in our free time which is playing mostly irish uh Irish and Celtic sort of music we would love to talk about other uh, traditions as well and mm-hmm. it would be a 100%. great great uh, reason for having guests on that yeah. know things about the things that we know absolutely nothing about or very Definitely. very little literature singing dancing on the radio uh, fucking poetry um, <laughs> plays everything I want to hear yeah. about it all as, as long and as it involves folk songs yeah like if if you're if you're in america if one of our our american friends uh know uh someone that knows a lot about for example bluegrass or maybe like the how how bluegrass came to be and the amalgamation of different cultures into that uh style of music and you know someone that's an expert on that topic Mm -hmm. then send their name our way that is sort of the sort of things that we we would really love to explore in the future. Yeah, songwriters as well, and people that would have made certain songs famous were working on getting them on. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. It's all in the works, but we, yeah, we're at a crossroads kind of. We want to see where we can take this, and we want to see where you want us to take this. Yeah. And we're going to meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that we know for sure, Josh, is that we need to get better on the on the social media. Yeah. There's there's no hiding that. We can not pretend like <laughs> we've been very good at posting things. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not as young as I used to be with terms of technology. <laughs> I thought I was good at it for a while there, but it turns out I'm not. <laughs> Oh, I but I don't think we can hide behind behind that either. I think it's mostly just that we need to fucking get a routine worked it. in. Yeah, yeah, probably. 
So we 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 need to we need to get good at that. But that's another thing. If you have ideas or thoughts on how we can utilize the social media to something more than just sharing the episodes, like obviously it's it's a way of letting you know that we've posted an episode. But mm-hmm. uh, but twenty twenty seven yeah twenty seven out of twenty eight Fridays or or at least weeks, we have posted episodes. So you can be pretty sure that more or less every week there will be an episode out. So it's not like you need the social media for letting you know that mm-hmm. we're posting stuff uh, on on the podcast. Can we use it for something else? Is there anything you want to see? Do you want to see videos of us actually, like, or anything from our technical, like, our tech setup or from sessions or from gigs or from like anything mm-hmm. related to us and to Turalura that you Or any suggestions see. or ideas you might have in terms of broadening our horizons here and getting out to more people and raising the scope of people that were actually being listened to by that's yeah. terrible English. But the amount of people that are actually listening to us, we we'd love to get more people listening. So tell your friends. Share it. If you think we can do better Tell us how, and then share it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's easy for us to to ask you to share it, but but what we really need at the end of the day is you to tell us how we can be better, because uh, we want to. Because <laughs> the idea is, or was, and still is, probably that when we get more listeners and when we start doing better, we could create the likes of a Patreon where we can offer exclusive content like music videos or ideas or classes or even little seminars where we all get together in a group on zoom and talk about fucking songs and discuss things or like anything really you know the kind of content that people use on fucking patreon yeah we could do we could do music lessons we could do little online streaming gigs we little little bit of everything but we were we're not really prepared to do that unless we have enough followers to kind of make it worth it yeah no that's that's a good point but even even before that like if um if any of you, like even even without a Patreon, if you want to have a a sesh and give us yeah. uh, give us all of your suggestions and and thoughts, I'm just throwing this out yeah. here now, Josh. But if if you want if you want to join up for a focus group, then then <laughs> give us a give us an email and maybe we can organize a few we dedicated can discuss our uh, research process. Yeah. We can we can get a couple of um a couple of dedicated to Rulura friends uh <laughs> set up in a Zoom call and we can sit there and we can have a pint and we can discuss the future of the podcast. How yeah. does that sound? <laughs> Sounds good. We'll put out a survey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure. Like, we're, we're getting, we're getting a lot of good stuff from you sporadically when you're sending us emails and uh, and you're sending us messages and and you even had a phone call with Kelly over yeah, over the a very a very week. drunken phone call the other night. W- were you drunk Kelly. or Kelly or both? I have, I have no idea. I think I was anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but my hands but, up and admit that. Yeah. But yeah. But but getting together <laughs> and actually talking about w- how we can do uh, better, uh, what what you like and what you don't like, and how we can improve, that would be that would be great. So s- send us in emails, and we we're also open to actually having a conversation about this, because uh, a real conversation with real people, a real conversation like we're having right now. Isn't I thought this? we were. I thought we were anti-socialites. Ah, I'm I'm not. I'm certainly not. <laughs> I'm only joking. No. <laughs> We're as what's the word? Um, no, I can't think of it. No, my head is fried. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, no, I but but I think we've said pretty much um, everything that we want to say. I'm I'm yeah. starting to repeat myself. It's <laughs> we're we're already a good bit into the um, into the autumn season. Uh, of Turlura and we have some some real plans we have some guests uh sort of who are these guests you speak of lined up not as in we don't have specific dates set but we have some names uh that I'm not going to reveal as of yet <laughs> but uh some good names and some good ideas on on specific episodes um so I think it's going to be a good 
a good uh, second half of the year <laughs> and we can have our have our big anniversary bash on St. Patrick's Day. Absolutely. I think that'll be a good one too. Yeah. Um Jesus, St. Patrick's Day, I will be in Let me tell you where I will be on St. Patrick's Day. We may have to do it at an interesting hour, Christian, now that I think about it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be on St. Patrick's Day necessarily. Over in America, I think a lot of the people that... Uh, yeah, true. ...that we would be interesting in, uh, interested in having watching us live would be pretty busy. On St. Patrick's Day, I will be in Holland in a place called Middleburg Popodium de Spot. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I know, right? Sounds very Brilliant. exciting. Brilliant. <laughs> but um yeah, I can't I keep losing what I was gonna say here now, but it's getting to that time. <laughs> um Oh fuck. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. No, I think we've said what we wanted to say. I I've had a great time the past uh the past yeah. uh almost 30 weeks uh, that was what this. I was going to say I was yeah. going to say we fucking, we've come a long way looking back at us in November last year when I first brought up the idea yeah. with you we've and come th- a long fucking way and it'll be interesting to see where we're at in January yeah yeah no it's it's been a lot of hard work uh, we have uh, had our occasional scramble uh, to to get an episode on the on the platform on, within on my the, on my part, considering I'm the non-Scandinavian here, I I will admit that probably any time the episode was late being up, it was most likely me. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I've had one live going up late that live we did on a Friday that didn't go up until the Saturday or the Sunday morning, but <laughs> but we'll say nothing, Josh. We'll say nothing. I had an episode struggling there during the week. Well, it was actually the. The opening episode that I was trying to upload last week and it took three days to fucking upload for some reason. But yeah. <laughs> it is but it is. These are the sacrifices you make. Yeah. The people out there need to remember we're only fucking human. I'm only human. Oh, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, yeah, and that was the next thing I was going to say. Thank you for putting up with us. Up yeah. Until now. And thank you for putting up with me. Thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> I th- if anything, Josh, if anything, I, I want to say two personal um, benefits or, or a few personal benefits that I've had from the podcast. Just just my own personal opinion. Uh, one, it's fucking fantastic uh, to have to have all of this knowledge that we wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, and I use it a lot when we're finally now starting to gig again, I find myself doing bits of Turalura in between every other song, which is great. Number two, I love having a platform where I almost on a weekly basis have uh, hour-long conversations in English uh, <laughs> so I can really feel like I'm getting, like I'm getting, uh, I have have an outlet for, for that, that, inner Irish man in in myself. And it's also not too bad having an outlet not to lose our friendship in the trappings of life. Yeah, because that was my, my third and, and most <laughs> important thing is that I'm very glad that I'm doing this with you and uh, that it's, it's, if nothing else, we're having, we have talked so many more hours than we would have if it yeah. wasn't for the podcast like we yeah. talk we have always talked relatively often uh but but having having hour long conversations every week is is not something we've had since probably since I lived in Dublin so yeah true this it's it's been a it's been a winner even though it's been uh, <laughs> hard work yeah absolutely an absolute pleasure guys and christy <laughs> We must keep up with the stats on the old Red Circle too and see how we're getting on. We have, yeah. from what I can tell, most of our followers are in the States. 
uh, which only means one thing. Uh, if anyone wants to fucking sponsor us uh, a couple <laughs> of tickets to the States, we'll happily do a string of live gigs uh, in... 100%. In Toledo or wherever. <laughs> oh, I see I see what you did there. <laughs> Kelly sees it too. Yeah. She sees right through me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll bring the instruments. <laughs> no, Jesus. Um, Good times. Thanks a lot for listening, like Josh said, and we're looking forward to your honest uh, opinions and uh, we're looking forward to the next six months. So, happy days. Tour allure. Tour allure, slano all yeah. Hoppy Jesus and bigali bigara. Bye.